Welcome to the Womb Alchemy Podcast. I am Sophia Maria, a womb healer, women's empowerment coach, acupuncturist, and priestess of the Magdala Rose Mystery School. I am here to inspire you, support you, lift you up, and turn you on so that you can open up your womb and let life make love to you. This is a ceremonial space where we dive deep into ancient womb wisdom, storytelling, code activations, goddess connection, sensuality, and all things feminine empowerment. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of juicy femme magic that will transcend you into embodying your true self and feeling confident in creating the life you desire. This is an inclusive space where all genders are welcome. Everyone has a womb because we are all creators. I welcome you, divine creator, to my alchemical world. The womb temple doors are now open. Come inside and play. Hey, beautiful being. Welcome to episode eight of the Womb Alchemy podcast. Finding your divine purpose in 2023. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. I really wanted the first episode of the new year to be something that was inspiring. So it is my hope that you can walk away from today's episode feeling like you have a little bit more clarity as to what your divine purpose is and how you can show up for yourself in this year and ultimately in your life. And honestly, I am so happy that it's 2023, 2022 kicked my ass in the most (laughs) divine way, though. It really was this major, major death portal for me. And I've talked about this in my previous episodes, but for most of the year, I was in my Saturn return. And your Saturn return is a time in your life of major realignment. The things that are not meant for you will fall away. And the things that are meant for you will come into your life, but it takes work, restructuring, letting go, dedication, commitment. It is like a total revamp if you let it be. And so I am just a couple days away from coming out of my Saturn return. Holla fucking Luya. I'm almost there. My Saturn return lands on Friday the 13th, which is actually a good luck day and is associated with the divine feminine, contrary to popular beliefs and knowing. So it really feels like this divine coming out. And I'm also getting my hair cut on the day I come out of my Saturn return. So I save my hair when I get my hair cut. This might be weird, but I like to do rituals with it. I like to go out into nature and bury the hair and pray over it and and say what I'm releasing, say what I'm letting go. So I'm going to be saving the hair (laughs) from my Saturn return coming out haircut and going into nature later this weekend and offering it to the earth just to feel like I'm giving myself some closure from my Saturn return. So yeah, I really love making everything a ceremony. And living your life as a a ceremony is what helps you get more connected to your divine purpose because it taps you into your intuitive guidance and this inner knowing of who you are and what your purpose is. 
So I first want to start talking about this new year and finding your purpose in 2023 by touching on the numerology of the number 23, the meaning behind it. 23 is my all-time favorite number. And anytime it's the 23rd of the month, I'll text my friend Tig and be like, happy 23. We love 23. It's been my favorite number ever since I was little. It's my sister's favorite number. It's my mom's favorite number. It's just more, it's really this like auspicious number though. It brings in this God, goddess consciousness. It is the number of being aware that you are more than your human mind and your human body, and that you really are an extension of God, goddess, source, spirit. And so this self-awareness of your true nature, that is what 23 represents. So back in acupuncture school, I had this teacher. He used to be in the FBI. He was from, I think, the Dominican Republic, as I can remember, He's like six, seven, super intimidating, <laughs> used to be in the FBI, but then became a Buddhist monk and an acupuncturist. But he had been plugged into some of the secrets that the FBI does not want us to know. And one of the things he shared that really stuck with me, um, and this correlates in the number 23, is that it is evolutionarily impossible for a human body, a humanoid, to go from 24 to 23 chromosomes. So humans, we are the only living thing on earth that has 23 chromosomes. Everything else has 24 pairs. And it is impossible evolutionarily for us to go from 24 to 23. So there are theories about Pleiadians and these Pleiadian queens coming down to these different points on our planet, these different nodes, there's 24 of them, and actually mating with male humanoids. And the offspring had 23 chromosomes. And when something has 23 chromosomes, it is then able to be self-aware. So 23, it really just carries this powerful God, goddess consciousness in it. And that being the number of the year that we are in feels very much like the next level of whatever 2022 was preparing us for. 2022 very much had this clearing energy and 2023, it was preparing us for this, for this year, for now. And I'm claiming it as the year of miracles. I really feel that. On a daily basis, I'm letting the universe know, hey, I'm available for miracles. <laughs> I invite you to do the same. Open yourself up. Let the universe know that you are available for miracles. And, you know, I, I really feel that when we set our intention in the beginning of the year, it can change the trajectory of the year, regardless of what is meant to happen for us, regardless of you know what the year holds for us. Setting an intention in the beginning of the year can change the entire trajectory of your path. So if you haven't already, take a moment, maybe take a moment right now and just pause and feel into what, what focal point what intention do you want to carry as an anchor throughout this year? For me, it is the energy of miracles. Feel into what that is for you. Feel that in your body. 
let that be something that you come back to in moments of hardship, in moments of disconnection, in moments of doubt. Come back to this intention as an anchor point and let it carry you, right? Because this is a year, 2023, this is a year of mastery. God, goddess, consciousness, awareness of true nature of self. I want you to ask yourself, how are you going to nurture your relationship with your true self, with your true self that is a master creator? How are you going to nurture that relationship? Because you can just continue to exist and let the days go by, or you could intentionally show up for yourself and engage in your life, include include healthy habits, waking up early, setting aside time in the morning to be with yourself, to journal, to meditate. Meditation is what helps you calibrate your mind, body, and spirit. And including that in the morning can change the entire day. This is an opportunity for you to get into the driver's seat of your life. Take that fucking wheel. Steer yourself in the direction that you want to go in, that you want to grow in. Because honestly, in my experience, one of the worst feelings is looking back and being like, fuck, I wish I started this a year ago. I remember a year ago, I wanted to make this a healthy habit for myself and I never did it. I never committed to myself. I never devoted to myself with this habit. And that could have become so much, that could have grown so much over the course of the year. So you don't want it to be December 2023 and look back and be like, damn, I wish that in January when I set that intention, I really devoted myself to it. Where could I be now? Because babe, like time is, it is your most valued resource. It is something that you'll never get back. So be intentional with how you spend it. Be intentional with what you're doing with your time. Balance out Netflix, balance out binge watching and movies and laying around with ceremony, with a ritual. What is what what do you want to fill your time with? Because whatever you're filling your time with is what you're filling your body with, your soul with, your mind with. Right? So the new year is such a potent time because it offers us this amazing reset, a blank canvas. It is this powerful, pivotal point for us to pause and be like, okay, where am I at now and what do I desire? And oftentimes that question comes down to what is my divine purpose, right? And that's the entire purpose of this episode is to help you gain some clarity on what your divine purpose is for 2023. And I want to make it super fucking simple and start that part out by saying your life and your purpose is a lot less about what you do and a lot more entirely about who you become. I'm going to let that sink in for a moment. It's not about what you do. It's about who you become. It is about your becoming the evolution of you as the soul in this human form. I believe 
that our purpose is two pillars. These two pillars of purpose that I believe are to create and to love. So with this truth that it's a lot less about what you do and a lot more about who you become, I want that to sink in in a way where you can give yourself permission to stop obsessing about what to do and what to do and like the action behind it. Because the more you obsess about the action of what to do to live your purpose, the further away you get from the core of it. Because the core is associated with being and not doing. And if we're obsessed with figuring out the doing, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We first have to understand the the undercurrent. And the undercurrent is creation and love. And one of the ways that I live my life that really helps me um, stay tuned into these two pillars of purpose is to connect with my heart and my womb as my internal navigation system. So I have this womb activation that I channeled years ago. It's called the womb decree. And it's this statement of to see through the eyes of my highest self, to love from the truth of my heart, to create from the wisdom of my womb. This is my decree. And I feel it in my body. And what it does is it attunes my being to my heart and my womb to be my internal navigation system so that the directions that I'm getting are not coming from my mind. They're not coming from constant logic or programming. They are coming from my soul. They are coming from the truth of my heart and the wisdom of my womb. That is where my guidance comes from. I lead my life from here. And then the mind listens to that internal guidance and it follows. And it follows by translating that into inspired and empowered action. And a lot of the time, we're skipping that step entirely. We're making our decisions from our mind. And the mind, though very useful at times, you know, the mind, if we are living our life and creating our life from this space, then we are constantly coming from a space of logic, from a place of playing a safe, from the ego. And the ego likes everything to be guaranteed and planned. So there's no space for miracles because you cannot plan a miracle. (laughs) One of my favorite sayings, you can't plan a miracle. And if you're making decisions constantly from ego and mind, it's likely coming from your subconscious, which is full of unprocessed trauma and blocked emotions and also conditioning, right? So it is about taking all of the energy from the mind and bringing it down into the body. Just travel a couple inches down into your heart and then a couple inches down into your womb. I like to imagine um, an infinity symbol looping around my heart and looping around my womb as I hold my hands on my heart and my womb. 
And I just feel all my awareness drop into these spaces because wherever the mind goes, the energy flows. So if you bring your awareness down into your heart and your womb and you create a practice around this, you're strengthening your connection to your heart and your womb, meaning you're enhancing your intuition and you're enhancing your ability to actually receive messages from this intuitive space within your body. And then the mind receives that guidance and takes inspired action, okay? So the heart womb guides and the mind listens and follows. It is the nature of feminine and masculine. So this is one of the first pieces around living your life and discovering your purpose first and foremost from a space of being, right? The beingness within your body, the beingness of your intuition, rather than the doing and the thought and the what can I do? What can I do? Because then that comes from a place of forcing. Okay. So the the other pillar of purpose is love. And in this love is this pure frequency. And I know that, you know, we say everything is love. The universe is love. And it's like, well, what does that actually fucking mean? I believe that we can fulfill our purpose on this planet just by embodying love to the best of our ability and to share love, to share love with the people in our life, to share love with strangers. And this is a practice I got from my mentor, Marin, of when I'm out in public, breathing into my heart. And as I walk by strangers, I just throw love bombs at them. I did this at the gym the other day, and, and as I'm, like, throwing love bombs at people, I, I turn around, and this guy is just, like, waving at me really big as if we're best friends. I'm like, oh, you got my love bomb. <laughs> it really works. And when you're embodying love, you are impacting the frequency of the collective consciousness. And the collective consciousness, it can get so burdened and so dense with these heavy emotions of fear and separation and lack. And you get to be a walking pillar of light, a walking tuning fork that changes the frequency of your environment, that changes the frequency of the web that connects all of us. That is your divine purpose, is to embody love, to spread love. You can do this from your home. You can do this without talking to a single person. Try that. Start there and see how things begin to change. Because the love frequency is what allows for all of your energetic meridians to open up and for life to flow through you. And that brings us to the pillar of purpose that is creation. And I want to talk about creation as a concept that is beyond creating something physical, right? And also beyond the concept of procreation. So let's think about creation as an act, right? As an act of, of curating your life so that it is full of experiences that feel joyful and in alignment okay your life is your greatest masterpiece you create your life you create presence in a moment you create a healthy body you create 
an inspiring and joyful lifestyle. You create a peaceful mindset. You also create relationships and friendships. You create a routine that incorporates rituals and ceremonies so that you can connect with the sacred within you. What are you choosing to create this year? And don't just think about the physical and this product and that course and, you know, this thing. It's like, what does your heart womb? What does your soul yearn to experience? And how can you create that? Because to create requires presence. You can only create in the present moment. To be present with the moment and what's alive within you. And then intentionally create from that space. Otherwise, you are creating situations and experiences in your life from a subconscious place where you might be projecting from past traumas, limiting beliefs, fear-based programming, right? If you're not intentionally creating, you are likely projecting from a subconscious place and you are likely reacting to your environment rather than responding to your environment with intention, with groundedness, and with presence. And that completely changes your relationship with life. Presence is what allows for creation to actually move through you. So simplify your purpose. Let your purpose start out with the beautiful foundation of the pillars of creation and embodying love. And with that, I definitely want to touch on the aspect of inspired action and really taking that initiative in your life. Like I said, you don't want to let another year pass you by wishing that you took more initiative in your life, okay? It's how we show up for ourselves on a day-to-day basis that creates big and lasting change over time. The new year can kind of be a trap because people can try to initiate all these changes and go all in, go gung-ho, hardcore in on these changes, and then it's not sustainable, right? So if you try to invite in a lot of change really fast, it is going to be harder to sustain because your nervous system and your mind haven't adapted to that yet. So my suggestion is start slow. Start with like the structure of your day. Start with a morning routine. What do you want your morning routine to consist of? Start there. And then maybe next week, add something else, something small. Maybe the week after that, add another layer. When you start small, you are helping your nervous system and your body adapt to this change. And then it becomes a part of you and a part of your lifestyle and something that you naturally begin to live by rather than needing to constantly remind yourself or to force yourself to do all these new tasks and habits, even if they're good for you, right? So We want to approach creating our life from a space of accepting ourselves and accepting our life as it is, and then feeling excited about enhancing the quality of it. So when I'm saying accept yourself and accept your life as it is, I am not saying give up and don't try and just like let go. No, I'm saying accept it as 
a present state so that you can actually work with it. So I'm going to give you a metaphor with this. So say that there is a ball of clay in front of you, right? And in order to actually mold that clay into a bowl, into something useful, you have to be able to hold it. The holding of that clay is acceptance, saying, okay, I'm going to hold this clump of clay and I'm going to just accept that this is what I have to work with and recognize that in the holding of it, you can mold it, you can change the shape of it. But if you are in a space of resistance, then you can't hold the clay, right? Resistance is then looking away from the clay or being like, <laughs> I, I'm not going to touch it. That's resistance. So we want to we hold the clay. That is the acceptance of what we currently have. Because when we accept it is when we can mold it and shape it. When we, res when we resist something is when it persists, right? So like I said, acceptance does not mean giving up and not trying. Acceptance is actually what brings you a step closer to loving yourself unconditionally and taking empowered action in your life because you love yourself and want the best for yourself, not willing to settle for a life that doesn't excite you. So this inspired action and this this empowered change that you're bringing into your life, it's coming from a space of, I fucking love myself. And you know, I love myself enough to really support my body into being as healthy as it can be. Or I love myself and therefore I really want to prioritize getting eight to nine hours of sleep because then I know I feel really happy and really grounded the following day, right? So these changes that you're making connect with the why and let it be connected to self love rather than trying to force change into something because you're unhappy with the current state of it. Accept it and then work with it and let the intention be rooted in self-love. Because if you're trying to create change from a place of resisting yourself as you are or resisting your life as it is, then all the actions that you're going to be taking are coming from a space of lack, from a space of judging yourself and thinking that you aren't worthy of love or happiness as you are in this moment. This is a trap. It does not create lasting change or habits because it's coming from forced willpower and dissatisfaction rather than from a space of self-love and wanting what's best for you, okay? And there's only so much willpower that we have to force something when we're unhappy. So you can be unhappy with, say, like where your health is, but still accept it and still make empowered, take empowered actions from a space of self-love. Like this totally showed up for me last year. Um, I remember over the course of a couple of years, I'd say from like 2019 to 2022, I started gaining a lot of weight and, you know, it was the pandemic and my body was coming out of being in a three-year master's degree. And I was also holding on to a lot of trauma. Also didn't have some good eating habits. Late night snacks are <laughs> so addicting. Anyway, a series of things that, led to me gaining a little bit of weight. And I felt really frustrated about that because I grew up as a gymnast and, you know, had been programmed to always have a six pack and always be lean or else I wouldn't be worthy of love. So there's a lot of layers for me to heal there. And any time that I would go like a period of time trying to lose weight 
because I was frustrated with how I looked and how I felt, I I couldn't, it's like nothing would budge. No change would happen no matter how much I worked out. And also my workout habits weren't consistent because they were coming from a place of shame. And so honestly, like last year, as I was going through my Saturn return and really learning how to love myself unconditionally, weight started just flying off of me. And I wasn't even trying. I was still working out and I started eating healthier. Like all of these habits started to change, but naturally, like I wasn't even thinking about it. It was just happening because I was merging with a deeper level of self-love and really wanting what was best for me because I was going through such a hard time that I felt like some of the main things I could control was maybe the food I was eating, right? Or the sleep I was getting. And so this is this is an example of when we are approaching an inspired action step from a space of shame versus a space of self-love. And your why can completely determine the outcome. And it usually does. So I want to bring it back full circle here and remind you that your divine purpose is to create and to embody love and that it's actually a lot less about what you physically do in your life and so much more about your journey of embodying your truth and embodying love and being a conduit of love and creation for the planet. This is what enhances your soul's ascension. This is the foundation that then allows for your womb to be open and magnetic that turns on your receptivity so that the things that are your heart womb's desires that the mind might not even be aware of can naturally begin to come and flow into your life. It opens everything up when we come back to these foundational pillars of creation and embodying love. So come back to that space and remember that that is your divine purpose and let everything else naturally flow. And there's this really helpful approach to building my life that I want to share with you, which is also something I shared in the beginning of like really listening to that intuitive guidance and then taking inspired action. Because if you're constantly like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? And you're forcing the how, it's likely not going to come. But if you can really connect with the feeling of what you desire, then the how will naturally unfold. And if you don't know exactly what you desire, then come back into just feeling the frequency of love. Simplify it and see what you can create on a day-to-day basis. Remembering that creation is way more expansive than just creating something physical. Creation is curating a moment. Creation is roller skating by the river, which is something I love to do in the spring and summer. Creation is painting with your girlfriends. Creation is taking a bath and having it be a ritual where you recharge your body. All of this, this is creation. How do you want to play? How do you want to passionately play in your life? Go from there. Let your 2023 be created from that space. I hope today's episode gave you some insight on how to connect with your divine purpose in this new year. And if you are wanting to go really deep and prioritize incorporating ceremony and ritual in your life, 
So it's to deepen your relationship with your womb, with your intuition, and with your truth. Then I invite you to apply for my womb alchemy coaching program. This is a 14-week journey through the phases of the womb. The six phases of womb healing being reclaiming your womb, reclaiming your truth, your body, your yoni, your pleasure, and your power. We move layer by layer by layer, redefining and reclaiming the sacred aspects of ourselves that, that compose us as divine, feminine, embodied beings. This is a 14-week journey, and it is composed of a combination of one-on-one -on -one coaching calls with me, ceremonies with all of the women in the sisterhood group, as well as rituals that you get to do on your own time with weekly practices, videos, PDFs, journal prompts uploaded to an online learning platform. This is a really comprehensive experience. This program will change your life. I have witnessed many, many women move throughout this program. And when you prioritize womb healing work, it completely rebirths you. You become enveloped within the womb, gestated and reborn. So if you feel like 2023 is your year of rebirth, I invite you to apply for my Womb Alchemy Coaching Program. We're starting in February of 2023, and there's still some spaces left. If you're feeling the call, now is your time, sister. Beautiful soul, thank you so much for tuning into this episode and playing in my Womb Alchemy world. If you vibe with the wisdom shared in today's episode, please make sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes so I can keep the juicy content coming. You can watch the video recording of my podcast episodes on YouTube at Womb Alchemy. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the magic on Instagram by following at wombalchemy.love. I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. Sending you and your womb big love.